up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning, love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's all right with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be a lovely Welcome to the show, Handsome Dads. It is episode 21. It is Jack's Tap. I am Jack Mack. I'm going solo. John has been having terrible migraines, uh, so he is out. Uh, do not ever say that he is not valuable to the show. Uh, don't know if I, no one's ever said that, but don't do it, okay? Because yesterday, oh, yesterday, Man, oh man, I've talked frequently of my uh, inability to record this podcast on my own. Uh, I always fuck up the audio somehow. The, there's an echo. Maybe you can't even hear me. You can't hear the desktop recording, which is like the video, or the, my mouth isn't synced up with the audio. Yesterday, and finally, last week, John wrote down all the things that I need to have set up all the different audio settings that need to be just so and recording and monitoring different things. And I checked it 40 times before I started. It was perfect. It was set up. Did I had to do a couple restarts of the, the whole system. Had to shut down the mainframe and reboot it. Uh, but I did it and it was sounding great. It was beautiful. So I go on my merry way. I'm a little frazzled at the start. I realize, oh shit, I need to time this also. Forgot that I need to time it. Could I just go off of the fact that it was 4.30 and I could stop at around 5.30? Sure, I could have, but I wanted that timer. Uh, right now I'm using Picture-in-Picture, Picture, uh, which records the whole desktop screen as opposed to just putting something in that corner um, to watch. So I was like, you know, let's not put the timer on the computer. Let's just put it on my phone. So I put it on the phone and I go about my business. I start the podcast. I get the music playing. And the thing is, I can hear everything that's happening on this computer screen that's in front of me. Uh, everything was going great. The audio was perfect. The videos were playing. Everything looked in sync. I was going through all the motions. I actually had a decent podcast. Um there's a couple things that I realized I'm not going to do today, but the problem was at the end, when I went on a whole rant, I was like, oh my God, guys, fingers crossed that I didn't fuck up the audio somehow, but you know what? Let's have a good attitude. I nailed this one. It all looks great. It sounds great. I couldn't have checked it more times. There's going to be nothing wrong. See you guys next time. And I go to click stop recording and it's a little fuzzy, but I notice I never heard I never hit start recording to begin with. Didn't hit the button to make all the talking to myself be recorded. So that that whole hour of me just 
talking in this seat, looking at videos from a distance, kind of squinting at it, uh, was just for me, apparently. Uh, nobody will ever be able to see that again. Uh, it doesn't exist. I did not record the fucking thing. So somehow stayed relatively calm. I had to jet to a, a comedy show at Zany's, Tim Dillon, who was hilarious. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so I just was like, okay, take a deep breath. Stop. Name your feeling. Calm down. Uh, and my feeling was frustration and embarrassment and uh, kind of the same agitated thing that I've gotten when I fuck up these podcasts all the time. It's happened with John too, but every time I've done it on my own, it's been fucked up somehow. And just got out of the place, turned the computer off, and just got out of there. Um, so, yeah, I guess it makes this process feel weirder knowing that it wasn't recorded and that my giant fan base isn't going to be listening to it. So instead of it being a podcast, it was just me talking in a, a seat by myself, just to myself, into a microphone so I could, just in case I couldn't hear it clear enough, I wanted to make sure I could just get the sound right on there and uh, just recorded it so I could, not so I, I didn't record it, I had the camera facing me so I could see it like a mirror. Um, so if my landlord was, uh, who lives right over there, if he was listening in, like, Jack, you all right? It's like, yep, just talking to myself, just practicing, just getting a good good rep in. I'm getting pretty good at talking for a whole hour straight. It's like, all right, what's that for? Just me. Just, just trying to be better at talking in a seat for an hour with headphones on and some some different forms of media to discuss to myself. Um, so, yeah, I do see now that when the recording button is hit, uh, it kind of turns to a different shade of gray on that little button on that tab, and there's an option to pause. Should have realized that, oh, I don't know, at any point during the hour I fucking talked to myself yesterday. So uh, today is February 9th, but I want to discuss some of the things that happened on February 8th. And granted, I don't think any of you guys know when these things happened anyway, and I doubt anyone's doing a background check. So could have just left it, but I'm going to be fully transparent. I tried to record this yesterday, didn't hit record, just talked to myself, went pretty well. I'm sure it'll feel a little forced for me today. As I go through and all of a sudden realize, oh, I made that joke yesterday. Is that weird if I make the joke again today? Uh, you guys don't fucking know, so maybe it'll come off completely natural. Maybe this is what I should do from now on. Just talk to myself for an hour, but like record the audio to that, and then just uh, re-listen to that audio for an hour, and then I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going to keep that, add this. And then we get a real tight, tight jacks tap uh, for you to actually listen to as I actually hit record. Um, so, but we're, we also got some, some February 9th on this day. Don't worry about it. Okay. But it's not pulled up on the computer. Cause again, so normally John is behind the computer at my desk and I sit here and I just make the magic happen, uh, creatively, but now we're making both the magic happen and we got the, the, uh, the mouse and the keyboard. So I'm going to try and use those as little as possible. Granted, I do feel more comfortable using them now that I got a whole rep in yesterday, but still not the most cohesive, uh, 
you know what I mean. So uh, I got the February 8th stuff up there. Let's take a look, shall we, at what happened on this day in history. Uh, don't go over yet, Jack. You got to do the picture in picture, you dumb nut. Hey, there we are. It's got the thing. All right, guys, this is why you got to watch on YouTube for uh, just the fantastic views of not only the internet, but also my freshly worked out calves. You can't see them, but they're there, and now they're smaller because I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the small box up top right. So what happened on this day, February 8th, guys, the Dutch just got ravaged, specifically the Dutch coast. Uh, who would have thought that February 8th was had a personal vendetta against the Dutch coast coastliners? Uh, 1526, heavy storm strikes Dutch coast. Many die. How many? Not going to give you that information. Just know that they got rocked, okay? The Dutch coast was rocked by a heavy storm, and that's tough. Um, you know, but there's no coincidence there. It's not like, oh, geez, February 8th is terrible. There was that one Dutch storm along the coast. Uh, no way that that'll ever happen again. Well, think again, okay? Because in 1889, a flood ravages the Dutch coast. They don't even say if anyone died there, so I can only imagine the number is in the many's. Um, so, guys, I know I got a lot of Dutch listeners. I haven't done the specific demographics to find out how close you are to the coast, but it might be too late, honestly, because yesterday this was filmed. Uh, a lot of people could be dead along the Dutch coast. If you are alive today, you're fine for another 300 years because these things tend to happen every 363 years. So, actually, we're not due yet. So you're all right, but just a heads up, Dutch Coast guys and gals, Dutch Coast menches and wenches. Wench is a derogatory term. I've, yeah. Why is wench derogatory, but mensch feels like, what's the opposite of derogatory? Pop, well, purgatory, that's not the same word, but you'd figure D down P positive. I don't know. Mensch is like, hey, you're a real mensch. That's a good thing. Wench is like an old word for a witch, I feel like. And it's so I apologize to all the Dutch coastliners. Uh, guys and gals on the Dutch coast who listen to Jack's Tap, stay safe out there, okay? Because you're due to get ravaged, and many of you will die. It's February 8th, it's the season of ravaging storms. So, yeah. Um,. Those were those were just the environment, you know, kind of telling the Dutch, hey, get the fuck out of here, all right? It's not meant to be lived on by this many people along the Dutch coast. But here, what I found interesting is that, pardon me, is that uh, in the U.S. performed a nuclear test in uh, Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. The U.S. performs a nuclear test at the Nevada test site. So I see that it happened in 1962. And to be honest, that's on a lot of on this day. There are a lot of days where it happens. So I'm like, no big deal. Okay. Nuclear tests, probably not a, you know, 
something you want to have happen. But if you're going to use it, you probably should test it. So, uh, But that happens other times. But also, look at this. 1963, one year to the day. What is up with that? U.S. performs a nuclear test at a Nevada test site. And I'm thinking, two, okay, well, it's nothing that significant to talk about with that. So I'm going to, what the fuck? 1967, same day. U.S. performs nuclear test at Nevada test site. It's also interesting that they're literally using the same wording every time. There's no differentiation. And I'm thinking, okay, that's, and I already wrote it down because three was enough for me to be like, rule of threes, let's put it down. That's a lot of fucking nuclear tests at the site in Nevada, all on February 8th. And then what do I do? I keep scrolling because I'm looking through for options. 1979. They do it again. Different decades, same shit. The U.S. performs a nuclear test at a Nevada test site. What's going on? Why February 8th? I don't know. I think I had a better joke yesterday, but now I'm just, I'm in awe. Coincidence? Probably. Because they probably do it a lot of fucking times. And I know they do, because now that it's February 9th, as I was scrolling through, I saw that another one happened in 1962. So two straight days they did it in 1962. All the other years they were like, that's enough. We, did, we got one and done here. Actually, we'll wait till the 10th. I hear this podcast from my Dutch coastliner friends. Jack's Tap is causing a huge ruckus and he's going through all of history. So let's spread it out and uh, make sure that he doesn't out us. Going back a little bit in history, guys. Um, in 1974, Ringo Starr releases the single You're 16 in the UK. Hey. I uh, didn't look up what the lyrics were, like what the video was for that one yesterday, and I sure shit didn't do it for today. All I know is that's fucking creepy. Um, can only imagine what that's about. I assume it's about an underage girl that he is now ready to see as being a sexual being because she's 16, which is nice. Uh, Ringo Starr, even in 1974, when that happened, was too old for 16 to be an appropriate age. Um, but hey, maybe it's about like, um, what did I say it was yesterday? So let's not go with that. Um Maybe he planted a nice oak tree in his backyard 16 years to the day. So in 1958, bingo. Yeah, I work in an elementary school. I got fucking basic math down. 1958, he planted a nice oak tree. It was before he even joined the Beatles. And now he's gone through the Beatles. He's out of them. He's releasing his own single. And what's that? He looks outside and that oak tree is... It's becoming an adult, guys. It's got a firm, firm roots out in his backyard at his ma's place out in Britain. And uh, he just wants to let the world know that my oak tree is, uh, I'm ready to have sex with it. Um, So that's nice. I'm sure that's a nice song about how he's in love with a 16-year-old girl, and that's fun. But hey, there's that one Paul McCartney song. I forget which one it is, but he's like, well, she was just 17, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we do. 
and we do not like it, uh, even for the times. I'm sure that was a little weird. And the fact that you're saying, well, she was just 17, if you know what I mean, uh, not okay. So, you know, but Ringo had to one down him and go for 16 because he didn't get enough attention in the Beatles. So what better way to do that than to admit to pedophilic activities? Fun, 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 fun in the sun. You're 21. That's a proper age for this relationship to have begun. That is the new song. Let's stick to the proper ages, people. All right. And moving right along. 1984. I went past it. Uh, 1984, 1984. What happened in 1984? That's right. It was the first time that eight people were in space. Um. This is more just to point out that this website sometimes, a lot of times, puts things that feel very insignificant, um, historically very insignificant. Um, first person in space, great. First person in space for each country, fantastic. First time multiple countries are in space. First time this gender, first time this race, first time this even religion maybe. Like a first for things. But first time eight people were in space, what is the significance of that? Was something happening that coincided with that? Then put that in a fucking, put that in a, in a, on this day. First time somebody took a shit in space. That's huge. Put that on the website. Why is that not on the website? I'm looking for it every time. First time, so I'll even settle for piss. But I'm sure that was the very first day that we launched into space. They were like, well, let's let this one go and just knock off that bucket list item. Probably shit, too. But, you know, I'm waiting for somebody to, like, open up their space suit, just a little crevice in the back, and release a dump out into space. Whack it. Send it right to the sun. And then have that be a sun flare later on, and we're all, like, you know, blaming each other for farts. Didn't come up with that joke yesterday. I enjoyed it at first, but it went too far. So let's move on. So that was February uh, 8th. couple birthdays that happened. Uh, Julio Jones, fantastic receiver, one of my favorites. Um, a guy that is an absolute stud at his position where other people who are studs are fucking insane and attention wenches. Uh, like Antonio Brown, now out of the league, probably going to prison for like assaulting a guy. Um Probably has CTE out the ass. Um, no excuse for the behavior, but kind of is. Uh, he seems insane all of a sudden, and it's after he got hit by Vontez Perfect way too hard in the head. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., complete fucking whiny baby. Always changing his hair, wearing fancy things that aren't allowed on the field. Um, you know, Julio Jones, just a badass dude, constantly getting... You know, big, big stats. Uh, I hope he wins a Super Bowl someday. And also yesterday was James Dean, who I don't really care about James Dean, but uh, OG Jack's Tap listeners, such as my Dutch coastline guys and gals and wenches, they know that James Dean was inspired by James Dean. And kind of a toss-up. Why am I still on the picture-in-picture? Picture? Let's get out of that. It's kind of a toss-up 
Good thing I made myself big again. This is why you got to watch on YouTube because I'm juggling two hands with nothing in them. It's kind of a toss up to think who's better, James Dean or Jams Dean. I think we know who the better rapper was, and it was not Sharkula. Uh, check out episodes one and two if you want to find out who Sharkula is. It's a homeless hip-hop artist who said I looked like a pedophile. Go moving on. February 9th, what happened, what happened, what happened? In 1964, going back to the Beatles a little bit, it was the Beatles' debut. Debut. On the Ed Sullivan Show, they had 73.7 million viewers. Uh, That's fucking nuts. I don't even think America had that many people at the time. Um, We don't even get 73.7 viewers on this show. Joe Rogan gets not that many. That's just a lot. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. I don't, I don't have a rep to fall back on from yesterday to come up with original content from that. I'm just trying to keep it relevant because I'm uploading on Sunday. Uh, talk about some Sunday things. Beatles debut, Ed Sullivan Show, 73.7 million viewers. Gosh, we're in a different time, huh? Could really go off on a tangent about that, but we won't. 1980, another incredibly insignificant stat that has to do with the number eight for some reason. Rick Barry is the first NBA player to make eight threes. Why is eight significant on this day? Ten, maybe. But even, yeah, ten, double digits. It's a nice round number there. I suppose they're all round unless you have a fraction or decimal, but like six, seven, eight, nine, not significant. Five, sure, ten, maybe. Then once you move on from ten, you're pushing it at 25. Um... 50 more like it. And even then, just wait till you get to 100. So, eight's not significant. I, you could say he broke the NBA record. And I guess that is what they're saying. Um, but I don't know. I've never seen other stats. And I've now gone through a lot of times on this website. Because not only have I been doing it for this podcast for 21 episodes. But for summer camp... Uh, for like three years, I did that, looking it up, and um, basketball's always going on during that time. So there is a lot of stats. Actually, no, basketball ends in, in June, so never mind. I only get a few weeks of it, so not the whole time. But uh, yeah, for some reason on this day, thinks eight is a very significant number, and it compares to the Dutch coast being absolutely ravaged by storms. And many people dying. Tell me when eight people die from a storm. Next time that the Dutch coast, which, fingers crossed, is not anytime soon. I think we got another, let's see, 1889 to now would be 111 plus 20, 131. And the other one, so 131, the other one happened 369. So 369 minus 131, 369 minus 131 is 238 years. So you got 238 years until the Dutch coast is just absolutely ravaged with a with a storm or a flood, something heavy flowing there. And I hope eight people die. I hope. Uh you know, that'd be the most his, that'd be the most significant uh his, historical fact that ever happened according to on this day. Just kidding, Dutch guys. I appreciate you. You've been with me since day 1. 
the number one fans. Um, some B-Days that happened today on February 9th, we got William Henry Harrison. Now, I bet you, I bet you that a lot of you don't even know who that is. William Henry Harrison. Well, I'll tell you, he was a president of the United States, okay? And he died after like a month in office. He was the first president to die while he was in office, and he just died because he was sick. Um, Brady, my boy at school, loves presidents. He knows everything about them and specifically how they died and when they died. So you can bet your ass that uh, he loves William Henry Harrison because the whole point of that guy is like, yeah, he died when he was president. So he fucking loves that one. Um, his speech teacher was getting observed by her assistant principal on Friday. And she was like, just saying like, oh, I'm getting observed by vice principal today. Really hoping it goes well. And I was like, all right, I'll try my best to have him ready to go for you. So he's ready to learn all that. Gave him a little extra break before we went there and uh, send him in there. I leave for a half hour, come back. And at the end, he has to watch a president's video, which I normally have it be like um, like a, a song teaching him about all the different presidents and different facts about him to help you remember him and like, you know, the most important things about him. And instead he has to watch this, like uh watch mojo top 10 most unhealthy presidents. And it picked up on William Henry Harrison and was like, he was the first president to die while in office. Moving on to number seven, John F. Kennedy. And it was like November 22nd, 19, whenever he died, the sixties, uh, or seven, I don't know, uh, guy got killed. Um, not appropriate for a kid to listen to in school. Uh, you know, don't want the assistant principal to see you showing the kid that it's not a great part of the observation. No matter how good you did during the observation, not a good content to show the kid, even though that's something he's interested. Even I was like, ooh, maybe not that part. Um, and it was like November 22nd. Everybody will remember where they were on this fateful day when John F. Kennedy was assassinated. But before that, he also was unhealthy. He was, and it like went into that, and she, she was just like, all right, my friend, it's been a minute of watching your video. Time to head out to class. And, uh, and she walked out and said to me like, oh, he did great. Like, uh, made me look really good. I'm like, well, you might have not made yourself look real good because that was, you know, a little weird. But I'm going to show you guys later on a, clip from a show that he requested to watch um, and some inappropriate things that he tries to watch and I won't let him because it's fucking insane. Uh, so we'll get to that later. Sometimes you just got to give the kid what he wants since a lot of times what he wants is to hear about presidents dying. So fun fact about him. Another birthday, Joe Pesci. Really uh, paved the way for Ice Cube to be sort of a... Uh, inappropriate film star moving into a family-friendly film star. Joe Pesci. Great actor. Still relevant to this day. He was in The Irishman. I didn't see it, but there was a ridiculous scene where Robert De Niro Robert De Niro Robert De Niro was beating up a guy in front of a store and he just looked real old and it made it took me out of the scene. That's all I've seen of the film, so I think it's bad. Probably won't watch it. It's way too long. Joe Pesci. Happy birthday. What do we got? Where are we at? Wow, we're 27 minutes in. 
Let's put the pedal to the metal. Here we go. All right. Super Bowl, guys. I was fucking right. So Super Bowl happened. Kansas City Chiefs won. I'm one for one on Jack's Tap official Super Bowl predictions. One for one on official predictions of any kind. Sports, you know, football, sports, or otherwise. One for one. Should I stop here and just always be batting a thousand? Maybe. But congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs. It was a fun game. Had a great time. Uh, went over to Tommy, Sam, Chip, and Alex's house. Uh, we we had way too many dips. We didn't have one like solid food out of the bunch. We had a buffalo chicken dip to die for. We had a like seven layer taco dip. Fucking fantastic. There was some chili. Fantastic. Uh, we had Tommy made enchiladas that were crusted in Doritos. That was insane. Took it to another level. A uh, bunch of brownies that were amazing. A whole bunch of other stuff. I did a good job, though. Uh, I let myself indulge, have each of those things, but I didn't have too much. I mean, I had too much for sure, but I didn't have insane heartburn that night or later on or the next day. Did I still not want to go to work the next morning? Sure. Did I go, though? Yes. When I got to work, was it fine? Yeah. Big old dump? Probably. Was it in space? No, I'm not the first. Uh, Pooped eight times that day. Put that on the website on this day. Not really, though. It wasn't that bad. I am doing good with the healthy lifestyle, guys. Quarter two of my life is going well. The buck stops here. Okay? I noticed this morning, the stomach is going down. It's flattening out. Only problem is, still have that fucking skin. Still got all that stretched out skin. So, as I keep diminishing my my weight and my fat parts, gonna probably realize I got some leftover skin there. Gonna look like Fat Bastard from uh, uh, Star Wars. Jesus Christ, Jack. Austin Powers. Not that bad because I was never fucking a fat bastard. Just just a bastard. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have to work on that. Maybe, you know, nip and tuck. Get some cardio going in there. But for right now, I'm impressed with myself. Going to the gym like six times a week. Having a lot of salads. Eating fewer portions, smaller portions. Just didn't go. There was so much fucking food at the Super Bowl party. I could have gone bonkers. And I wanted to. And I literally, somebody got mad at me for not eating their dip or their brownie or something. And I was like, look, I would love to try it. But if I go back up there, I know that I'm also going to get four other things again. So I'm just going to sit here and keep, keep drinking my water and enjoy this game. I don't, need to, I don't need all this. So proud of myself there. I was right on the Super Bowl. Proud of Andy Reid. Congratulations. He's always wanted... He's always wanted to win a Super Bowl. Of course he has. Um, but he has been so close to winning a Super Bowl as a head coach so many times. First time in like 21 years coaching. And another fantastic couple quotes from Andy Reid. Don't have him pulled up, but I, he said, as a celebration, he's going to eat the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen. Might even make it a double. So just close your eyes for a second. Imagine the biggest burger you've ever seen. Now double it. That's how Andy Reid's going to celebrate. But then the next day, 
They ask him, how did you celebrate? Did you celebrate with the trophy? He said, I did not celebrate with the trophy. I celebrated with my trophy wife. Boom. Fuck yeah, Andy. He does have a significantly hotter partner than him. Uh, Personally, she's pretty old, so I'm not about it. Also, she's a married woman, so not about it. Also, Andy Reid, great guy, so I'm going to, you know, leave that to him. Not about it. But I can appreciate a good-looking gal at any age. It's impressive, especially when she's with, you know, a man the size. Imagine the biggest head coach you've ever seen. Now double it. That's Andy Reid. Imagine the biggest power mustache you've ever seen. Now double it. Imagine that man. Imagine the biggest pair of people you've ever seen having sex. Now double it. That's what he did to celebrate. That's how you win a Super Bowl. Andy Reid. Good stuff. Patrick Mahomes gets his first Super Bowl as well. He's 24, younger than me. Not a problem. I don't need to think about that at all. Uh, What I'm more thinking about is the fact that now he's on pace for Tom Brady. So let's just hope he can not keep winning so consistently. It's literally first year. Thank God Tom Brady got that win against him last year because I'm sure the Chiefs would have beaten the Rams also. Um, And he could have two Super Bowls right now. And Brady would have five. That's a two Super Bowl swing right there. He loses one, sorry, he loses one, and he gains one. You know, some of this. Got to watch on YouTube, see these hands, they're moving. They're moving around. And so the Chiefs had a Chiefs had a parade, as you do, a celebration of sorts. And at the beginning of it, there was a fucking car chase throughout the route of the parade. And... So many cop cars, because there's a ton of fucking cops at a sports parade, um, were chasing them, and then they finally get them, but like they had to kind of wait because there's just lines of people along the road waiting to watch a parade. You can't exactly crash into them just to stop this car. So, interesting thing. Let's watch it play out. Kansas City, Missouri, by the way. Not Kansas, you dumb fucking president. Once, just a quick, quick side note. Once I won a bet with a guy in like elementary school, like fourth grade, because I bet him uh, that Michigan, I was like, Michigan City is is actually in Indiana. He's like, no, it's in Michigan. It's Michigan City. I'm like, ha you apparently don't have parents with a second home in New Buffalo, Michigan, because we always drive by Michigan City. And my dad loves to point out we're actually in Indiana. And that's a fun little tidbit. So what do I do? I make the first bet of my life. I'm pretty sure that was the first bet of my life. And I hate making bets. Bet him $20. And that's a lot of fucking money. That was 2004. It's probably like $80 nowadays. And I was in fourth grade. I didn't have that kind of cash. Just to be thrown around. What do I do? Didn't Google it. We just found out. I brought him. I think I brought him a fucking atlas. Or like a map. The old fashioned way you win a geography bet. And I beat him. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember if he paid me. I kind of want to say he didn't pay me. And maybe that's why I hate bets now. So I'm one for one on bets. And I'm one for one on Super Bowl predictions. Let's go back to the car chase. It's going to get intense. 
See, like, the cop car could hit him over right now, but there is, like, upwards of eight people along the side. But then, bingo! Get a nice patch of grass there, and he executes a nice move, hits him over, turns him around, and now there's 40 cops, several cop cars, and the car is now smoking from the engine. So that's a little intimidating. It's probably quite scary. Not what you want when you're celebrating a Super Bowl. Who was that person? Sure, it was a guy. That's one thing you can pretty much guarantee is that that was a dude. Or some old senile wench. Wench is a new fun word. It's fun to say, but it's mean. So let's spread the word to end the word, guys. Okay. All right, cute little vid here. Saw it on Instagram. It's of a coyote and a badger traveling together through a pipe. Here we are. Let's click that. Coyotes looking back. Like at first, I think the coyote's like scared of the badger. He's like, oh shit, like is the badger coming? I'm going to run away. And the badger's just kind of slowly coming. No, they're travel partners. Look at that shit. That's fuck that's like a Pixar movie in the in the making. You got the wily coyote who's young, immature, excitable, you know, annoying. Uh it's kind of like up with except instead of a a young Asian boy and an old widowed widowed if you're a guy, old man with a dead wife in case that's not the term. Um maybe it's a middow. And kind of like wench and mensch. And, but here it's a coyote and a badger. The badger's kind of an old curmudgeonly guy. He's walking slowly. You know, he's all about, he hates that he's going on this journey. But, you know, he's going on. For some reason, this dynamic duo just plays well. It's kind of like Chris, Chris Farley and David Spade. Right there. Chris Farley uh, kind of... I guess it does. It's not a perfect fit because nah, Chris Farley moved around. He was a he was a moving guy, did a lot of pratfalls and that type of thing. If only we still had Chris Farley, we could have uh, this great Pixar film of the coyote and the badger traveling through pipes. It's a beautiful tale of friendship and of adventure, and Pixar Pixar would nail it because they nail everything they do. What do we got? I didn't like this segment as much yesterday, but I just want to say I don't like this guy. His name is, am I still on the? Yep, I am. Uh, his name is CZN Burak B U R A K on Instagram. Burak Azdemir. He has fourteen point two million followers, so he's clearly crushing it. But everything he does on here, he's a chef. Every time he cooks. He just stares at the camera and smiles. And it just really weirds me out. I don't like it. It's... He's making a giant pizza right now. And he's also... Each topic... uh, Each slice is its own topping. And yeah, he's like... 
I mean, each each slice was its own topping. One of them was just an entire slice of black olives. Who the fuck wants a, a slice of pizza the size of a normal pizza to be only black olives? I don't care what culture you come from. That's not right. Um, and that's not ignorant. That's just correct. And he's staring at the camera smiling when he should be focused on where those toppings are going. Because you'll notice he's pouring the topping on and it's going fucking everywhere, such as toppings should. They go on top of the pizza, not just within one slice. And then he's got a. Then it cuts the video to it being perfectly placed. It's like, yeah, clearly you shouldn't be looking anywhere but the food that you're making when you're making food because it doesn't work. So he has to go back in and place it again because he missed because he wasn't fucking looking, just smiling. It's just a real creepy vibe, but he's got 14 million followers. So Jesus, it's like the current Beatles Ed Sullivan show. It's today's. I don't like it. But again, yesterday I realized it was just me saying I don't like that this guy is like incredibly successful and having a good time apparently doing it. And uh, there wasn't much funny to it. So we'll move along and we're we're a little behind on the shej because I also added a couple things today, such as this story uh, about a guy at the gym today. Real quick, I went to the gym this morning because I'm constantly about that grind, you know. If you guys know me, if you've known me since I was a kid, I'm always about physical fitness. I'm about a structured regimen. I'm all about just constantly pushing your body to the limit. Um, you know, getting up early every day, rise and grind. That's what I'm about. So, you know, no different than any other day. I'm at the gym and it's early in the morning. You know, it's like, it's like I don't know, 8.30. It's fucking nuts how early I was there. And I got some, I did some squats. And I, I'm going to go do calf raises now. And so I walk from a squat rack over to the free weight things. And you've got the mirrors there so you can see yourself. And I'm actually trying to because um, I want to make sure I'm getting the proper depth on those calf raises. And so I walk over and, I, and this guy who was just at a bench press that doesn't have a fucking bar on it, which is the whole point of the bench press bench, is that you have a bar to press something, but he brings back dumbbells. And there were other benches available, like there weren't many people there, because it was fucking early as shit, nobody else rises and grinds like me and this Asian guy, um, just about that life. And there were other free benches closer to the mirror and closer to the free weights that didn't have the the rack there that would block you that's meant to have a fucking bar on it, but there was no bar, so what are you doing on that bench? I don't know. But I'm not thinking much about it. I just see that guy leave the bench, get up, put his free weights back on. I go over, grab two different free weights, didn't even take those ones. Um... And I start walking back towards that bench where he was. But I noticed that he put free weights back on the thing and he didn't grab other ones. I just see him walk away. 
And so I start backing up um, to get these calf raises, baby. Get these fucking calf raises. Get after it. And when I look at the mirror, I realize, oh, I'm not in... I'm not in sight. There's a big mirror here, then a slight gap, and it's got a sign like, don't drop the weights, please. Put them back where you found them. Then another big mirror to the, to the left. And I was closer to the mirror to the right, but I wasn't being seen by it, so I started scooching over a little bit. And I got really close to that, I'll, I'll be honest, really close to that bench where he just was, so close that if someone were to be there, they would feel uncomfortable and there was plenty of room, so I shouldn't be there. But again, I didn't see him go back there. I know that he wasn't using the actual press because there was no fucking bar to press. And I know he didn't grab other weights. So I just assumed he wasn't back there. I didn't look, but I was just innocently walking over there. And before even saying anything, and I know this because I was calmly listening to a podcast quietly. It's not like I was listening to pump up music. I'm not exactly getting after it that much. Just listen to a podcast. He just goes, I don't remember the exact quote, but he was like, going to be that close to me? Or like, oh, can I not get any room? Like something like just immediately like, well, fuck this guy. As opposed to like a gentle tap and like, hey, I'm here. Or like, hey, even if it's aggressive, like, hey, buddy, can you scooch over? Like, hey, dude, still right here. Hey guy, you mind scooching over? And I'd be, and just as I did with this, I was like, "Oh shit, my bad." And I started scooching over, but instead of him just, first of all, way too aggressive of approach to start with. But I started moving over, and he just gets up, grabs his bag, and then walks over to a different thing, not at the bench. He goes over to. Um, a rack where you're like pulling on a cord and you know he's gonna do some type of tricep thing and throws his bag down in a fit and I'm looking I'm like what the fuck was that I just got too close to you for sure I'll admit that but it wasn't intentional and so I walked over to him I'm like fuck this guy I'm not gonna just act like I was an asshole there you're the asshole so I go over to him and I was like, hey, dude, I'll scooch over. I did not see you there. I agree there's plenty of room. I'll scooch over. And he's like, and he just goes like, what do you want? I was like, I want you to admit that you just overreacted. Next time somebody's in your space, maybe think they might not know that I'm in there, that they're in my space. And just tell them, hey, you're in my space. And then I'll realize I'm in your space. And I'll move out of it, such as I did right then. Instead of pouting like the third graders I work with, immediately overreacting to somebody being in your space, instead of just calling it out, you just fucking, oh, you're in my space? Can I grab my bag? Walk over here and do something completely different. I was like, dude, I didn't see you were there. I didn't think you were there anymore because you put your weights back and you didn't have a bar at the bench. So, again, I was just trying to see myself in the mirror because I look fantastic. And he was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like, Jesus, dude. 
the fuck was that? I did. I, I approached him very calmly, but at the end, I did give him a Jesus. That was the one moment that I let my emotions get the best of me. I let out a Jesus because he just wasn't having it. I went over to him very calm. I was just like, hey, man, I didn't realize I was in your space. Now I'm just retelling the story, but I just want you to know I tried to remain calm throughout the whole thing because it wasn't a fucking big deal. I didn't even physically touch him. That's how I also didn't know he was there. All I hear was, fucking in my space? Grab my bag. Just going to do something else now. I guess it's fucking tries and buys now. Even though those are posing muscles, you don't want to do them in the same day. It's just a fun rhyme there. So, that guy was a piece of shit. Um, Way too early in the morning to be angry about something as small as that. Um, another thing that happened, we're not going to get to the videos, I don't think, but that's fine because I'd rather have it be with John here where we can kind of click through easier. We got plenty of content. So just fucking hope I actually hit record on this one, which I do see I did. I swear to God, if then the audio is messed up, you know, we're still going to rise and grind. The podcast is going to keep going, but boy, oh boy, is it going to be frustrating? Um, so I went and saw Tim Dillon last night, who, if you don't know him, fantastic comedian, very offensive, but he's gay, so he gets away with a lot more, I feel like, even though people still are always triggered by him and they call him out on shit. But it is just fun to have this guy that does not seem uh, like your typical flamboyant gay. Not typical, just he's not flamboyant, and you would never think in a million years that he's gay, and then he just is. It's kind of nice to not just... Uh, you know, have whatever group of people be a monolith, you know, of representation. Not that there's anything wrong with flamboyant gay people. I know several. I'm fans of several uh, comedians like that, like Matteo Lane, fucking fantastic. But just interesting that this guy that people think is like an, uh, because of some of the bits he does is just this like they're like oh nice straight white male he's like nope I love sucking dick he'll say that and they're like what like yep not straight I'm a white male sure but I'm not straight I'm gay and they're like well fuck you still it's like okay well that's a great argument there you sound like the guy that got angry about a person in their space and ran away like a cowering third grader so saw him last night and Right from the bat, there was this drunk group of uh, people on one side, a few rows back from me, a little over, but they were just talking the whole fucking time, yelling out shit, being obnoxious. Everybody was hating it, and I get super pissed off at people talking in the crowd, Um, and I wanted to like turn back and say, hey, shut the fuck up, but I knew that that wasn't going to be productive, and I'm not the person that should handle it, especially because I'm not even sitting near them. So I knew that I was not going to have a productive conversation and get what I wanted out of the situation. So I just left it, figured one of the comedians would handle it. The guy who runs the place would handle it. Or I guess it's just going to keep happening. Um, Then Tim Dillon goes on the stage after like the feature acts and the host, which Tyler Fowler fucking crushed it. My guy. Um, Great new bits. A lot of great crowd work. And they keep talking. And then we just hear... 
somebody else go like, well, nobody wants to hear you talk. We didn't come here for that. And then Tim Dillon's like, hey, guys, come on. Let's not fight. It's literally the early show. If you guys are fighting at the early show, then my late show, I've got three shows tonight. It's just going to be bullets flying. So can we please focus on the comedy? And then I was a little disappointed too because it was almost like the guy who finally was fed up with the annoying hecklers and was having to deal with it super close, which I've been there a thousand times. Um, He stood up to him and then he kind of, you know, gets not in trouble, but he gets called out. And I was like, shit, like, is the heckler now just going to keep going? And really the guy who called him out is, but no, it was quiet from then for like a while. And all of a sudden, like 20 minutes later, we just hear a different voice. It was the heckler guy just go like, I'll fucking beat the shit out of you. And he like stands up and then he just like grabs his coat and walks out. And then the two girls he was with and the other guy but the two girls were like, uh, we should, and they're standing up. They're like, we should either sit down or leave. We got to, we got to choose something. And then they're just like, all right, let's go. And they're like, sorry. And Tim's like, all right, that's cool. And, uh, he did a great job doing crowd work with it, but it was just, I would love to hear what happened in that scenario and why the heckler, I guess he kind of came to and was like, shit, I just stood up and said, I'll fucking beat the shit out of you. That's not a good look inside this comedy club. I should probably just get out of here. So maybe he did have some sense. Um, but yeah, that out of context really didn't make much sense. Um, but I'm happy he left because it was fucking quiet the rest of the time in the crowd and we could just enjoy the comedy show. That's something I got to work on, especially as I perform more. Well, as a performer, you're able to control it, which is great. At least more, at least you have a, you have a chance, you have a voice. It's like partially your job to handle the crowd, but that's something I got to work on while I'm in the audience is I, if somebody is talking at all, um, which is annoying and you shouldn't do it, but it just ruins the show. I don't know if it ruins it for me, but then I'm just fixated on it and I'm constantly like thinking about it and listening for it. And then when I hear it, it annoys me again. And it just takes me out of the whole the whole ride of the comedy show and, you know, frustrates me. I already got enough on my plate with worrying about my butt hurting 40 minutes into the show. And then I'm, you know, got 30 minutes of the headline left and I'm just thinking like, God, I want to not be sitting here because my butt hurts. <clears throat> but after I do all these squats, guys, my glutes are going to be just all muscle and it's going to be it's going to be like sitting on a Tempur-Pedic. So don't worry about that. The problem will be solved through my rise and grind lifestyle that I've been about for like 8 weeks. Um all right, yeah, I had so I want to watch these videos at some point. I'm going to assume that's going to be on episode 22 cuz I got to hop over to lunch with the rents guys. I got to hop over to Wilmette, get some lunch. Um and I got three topics left. Only got time for one of them. Let's save the two that are the same. It's like weird things that Brady likes to watch and some inappropriate things that I don't let him watch. But I think I'm done with the apps. Got to get off the apps. Uh, it's a thing on my phone now that's just like Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram that I just like check you know, incessantly, and I got to work on all of them. But I could just easily get rid of those because they don't... 
help me catch up with friends or promote my comedy or anything. So uh had a obviously the date that I talked about last week. That was frustrating. Then I literally had one other girl that I like had a date set up with that I thought was good and um just the same fucking conversation happened where they were like and it was before the date which good don't waste my time thank you but it was like hey i gotta reschedule and i was like okay how about this date and they're like yeah i'm doing this that date it's like all right i just said do you want to go out again and they didn't respond for three days so I just sent a text back and said, like, hey, if you don't want to go out again, that's fine. But just can you say definitively as opposed to hiding behind the guise of like, oh, I'm just not good with my phone. No girl our age is bad with their phone except for Aaron Law. No girl our age is bad with their phone. They're always on their phone. And I'm always on my phone. Everyone our age is addicted to their phones. You saw my text respond to it don't act like oh gosh just completely blew my mind for three whole days um so i was like do you want to go out again or no then i was like just be straight up with me and she was just like oh yeah sorry i'm so bad with my phone i guess if you're looking for someone who's good at it this probably won't work i was like that's not at all what this is it's me saying do you want to go out still? And she was just like, yeah, best of luck to you. I was like, cool. So that one was gone again. Another girl that we had a genuinely good conversation seemed at least interested in checking out a date and seeing how it goes. Didn't happen. So then I'm, as I was like getting off, I noticed I had like literally one match left because I'd like deleted all the ones that I like got the numbers of who all had just like fizzled out. And I saw I had one match. I was like, well, let's just see who it is. And it was a girl. We started having a good conversation and I asked her out and she was like, yeah, that'd be great. And I was like, cool. Uh, what was the exact? So there was a couple of things, but I forget the order that it happened in. But basically I asked if she wanted to like go out to a literally just do you want to go out on a date yeah that sounds great i was like cool how about we go to like a bar and she said i'm really tight on gas money and i thought that was weird to mention that as kind of a deterrent before like asking about a different option or something you know so i was just like okay but i didn't think anything of it cuz it was a genuinely nice conversation i wasn't thinking it was like a sugar baby situation even though there's so many of them now and I was like, okay, well, how about we just go somewhere like near your place where you can like literally walk there or something? And she was like, oh, there's nothing near my place. I was like, okay, nothing. All right. So I said, okay, well, how about I pick you up and I take you to a spot that I like? She's like, well, I'm not getting in a car with a stranger. And I was like, okay, well, I get it. it still makes sense, but kind of exhausting our options here for that date that you just three messages ago said yeah would love to um i was like all right well not really sure how we can go out then she said well you could venmo me some gas money and then we could go anywhere Like, well, just as you don't want to get in a car with a stranger, I don't want to give money to a stranger. 
And she called me broke. And it was clearly a sugar baby situation, but it didn't have any of those answers where like, I need to be spoiled and treated like the queen I am. Just somebody trying to trick you into giving Venmo. So, yeah. We're done with it. We're going to go the old-fashioned way. It'll help me get off my phone more as well. It's going to make my... It's, it's made my poops a little less less exciting because I try to not just scroll through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, but instead I would just scroll through dating apps while I was pooping. Um, and now I don't have that, so we're just... We're just going to focus focus on the bowel movement and get it, get in, get out. So that's where I'm at. We're fine. We're all good. It's frustrating, but I'm putting myself through it. So let's just remove myself from it and then we'll feel better because I feel content being single. Would I like a relationship? Yes. Do I need one? No. Was I going to force it? No. The only reason I'm super frustrated is because I'm constantly putting myself in the situation with people who say they want to go out and then we have genuine connections and then just like fizzle out and don't be uh, straight up about what they want from then on. So just going to get out of that. Hopefully it'll be different meeting someone in person. Maybe that's just the times and I'll meet somebody at a fucking bowling alley or something and I'll think we had a great connection get their number and then they'll be like oh boy you know I'm going to Denver for the rest of my life but I really would love to go out again but I just don't see how because I'm going to be in Denver for the rest of my life maybe if you could Venmo me $800 we could go anywhere so maybe it's just the times we'll find out we're at it we're over an hour I am so hopeful that this podcast went on without a hitch. I think I did well, but guess what? I I thought I did well yesterday too, but I didn't even hit record. And here we go, guys. All right. Fingers crossed. See you next week regardless. You're all handsome. This has been Jack's Tap. Wait, don't hit. I was about to hit stop record, but I got to get that outro song. Hey, yo. All right. You're handsome. See ya. Nope. Not picture in picture. Now you're gone. I realized my love for you was strong. And I miss you here. Now you're gone. I keep waiting here by the phone. With the pictures hanging on the wall. Is this the way it's meant to be? Only dreaming that you're missing me.